1998, researchers at SUNY ESF radio-collared a 700-pound female moose and released her into the woods. They named her Alice. Two years later, Alice the moose began an epic 350-mile journey northwest through the Adirondacks, across St. Lawrence Valley farmland, across the St. Lawrence River, to Ontario's Algonquin Provincial Park. Alice's journey led to the creation of a not-for-profit to protect the corridor she passed through. And she inspired a man to hike that entire path last summer. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Long Run Wealth, an SEC-registered investment advisor in Lake Placid, providing comprehensive wealth management, retirement, and financial planning solutions. LongRunWealth.com. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Wednesday, December 13th. First up, the man in charge of New York State's university system is one of the highest paid public education officials in the country. That's as the SUNY system faces a 20% drop in enrollment over the past decade and multiple campuses are in dire financial straits. Catherine Wheeler reports. WKBW-TV in Buffalo reports SUNY Chancellor John King makes $750,000 a year. That's $300,000 more than his predecessor and three times more than Governor Kathy Hochul's salary. King also receives $210,000 worth of allowances as a part of his benefits. SUNY system is the largest university system in the country. King holds multiple advanced degrees, including a law degree and a doctorate in education. He's also served as the Secretary of Education under former President Obama. At the same time, colleges in the SUNY system are struggling. SUNY Potsdam has announced the discontinuance of multiple degree programs in response to a $9 million structural deficit. Last week, SUNY Fredonia announced it was cutting 13 programs. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio. Governor Kathy Hochul signed four new laws today designed to protect consumers from things like price gouging and medical debt. One of the bills prohibits hospitals, healthcare professionals, and ambulances from reporting medical debt to credit agencies. Hochul says medical debt can directly impact a person's health. When you think about you know, a mother sitting in a parking lot deciding whether she should take her child into an emergency room or not. You know, is she going to be able to pay for this, she's going to be straddled with debt. I mean, the, the level of stress this causes. Think about a, an elderly citizen who's taking their prescription drugs, opens up the bottle, empties it on the table, and cuts the pill in half to make sure it can last. Beth Finkel, president of AARP New York, says many seniors are especially susceptible. They're living on a fixed income, and it's so much harder when they rack up debt. And so this is a great protection for them. Reporting medical debt to credit agencies can really further hobble people's abilities to be able to get loans, to get mortgages, to be able to keep their head above water. Other consumer-oriented legislation that Hochul signed today includes requiring businesses to notify consumers of an upcoming automatic subscription renewal charge at least 15 days prior to the charge being made. Alice the Moose inspired the creation of a not-for-profit, the Algonquin to Adirondacks Collaborative, dedicated to preserving the corridor she traveled through. And last summer, 
she inspired a Canadian environmentalist to walk in her footsteps. Jamie Finley, a storyteller and grant writer for the conservation group Nature Canada, hiked the complete A2A trail. In the new issue of Adirondack Life magazine, I talk with him about his adventure. Here's part of that conversation. What was so special about Alice the Moose? Uh, She walked out of Adirondack Park. She swam the St. Lawrence River. She crossed a number of roads, including Highway 401, which is a huge four-lane highway, to make it to Algonquin Park. So that kind of shows, you know, determination. um, And it underlines just how important it is for animals to be able to roam. We forget about, you know, we create protected areas. We say, okay, here's the space for animals, but we forget that they will not stay in those protected areas. They will wander. And mammals, big mammals, often will wander hundreds and hundreds of kilometers. So Alice herself inspired me. The idea of corridor, of a travel route, a wild way for animals, um, inspired me because I don't think it's that concept is not so well known as you know parks and protected areas. Um, and of course, it's going to become more. Uh, Ecological corridors, travel routes are going to become more and more important as the climate changes because populations of animals will need to shift their ranges. What was a challenge that you encountered that maybe Alice the Moose didn't find such a challenge and vice versa? Okay, well, that's a that's a great question. Um, we didn't have to swim the St. Lawrence. <laughs> and we wanted to, but we were advised against it. Um, Alice the Moose had to deal with roads, and she dealt with them successfully. Uh, but she basically crossed them, right, and to get to uh, more favorable um, travel areas. And but we um, we walked them, like we we walked the the road shoulders and uh, walking with heavy packs on paved road it, that wore me down. Um, we had to stick to the roads. I mean, that brought a few adventures as well. For example, we got a ride with an Amish uh, farmer in a horse and buggy uh, at one point, uh, which Alice uh, would never have done. So you can't, you know, our, our experience can't mimic an animal's experience. But I think you you get a sense of what it's like to be an animal traveling. It really occurred to me, you know, to ask how much you were able to get into Alice the Moose's head as you're, you know, in mind state as you were, you know, doing this Alice was always there in our minds. We were always, we told people about Alice whenever we talked about the trek. And when we came to, (laughs) when we came to likely looking wetlands um, all through the trek, we would call Alice. We would see if there were moose there and we would call her. Um, And uh, we we didn't see any moose, unfortunately. But um, so Alice was kind of, yeah, she was the inspiration and, and she was there. She was a picture of, uh, we had a moose on on our t-shirts and so on. But who knows, it's hard to get inside the mind of a moose. We we don't know what they dream of, that we don't know what they, you know, what uh, we were actually, I don't think they really know what inspired Alice to to head, uh, head north from Adirondack Park. What's your advice for anybody who might want to do the ATA, the A2A trail? Well, my advice certain first of all is that it was conceived of as a multimodal trail and the the 808 people didn't think that people would want to walk the whole thing so there are sections as i say that are on roads 
it's probably good if you can organize it to do those sections by bike and walk the sections and woodland sections and then maybe canoe. So I think um, you can walk it, but I think to get the, the, the true experience, I think you might want to see if you could do some planning to walk sections, to canoe other sections, to cycle other sections. That's the first bit of advice I would say. What, you know, what, do you, what did you hope to accomplish um, in, 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 your, in your journey uh, and you know, want to tell people what can they do? You know, we wanted people, first of all, to know about the corridor, to know that there are organizations working to enhance the corridor, to to uh, improve it, to conserve land. I like to think that, you know, after this, after the trek and because of the publicity and, and because of um, us talking to people, you know, if if, you know, some percentage of people um, know about the corridor who didn't know about it before. And who know that, you know, if for example, they, they, they have a private woodlot or they work on a, they're part of a, a small local nature organization that connects to a larger uh, chain that connects to a larger avenue. That's, that's vital. Jamie Finley is a storyteller for the conservation group Nature Canada. You can read more about his journey following in the footsteps of Alice the Moose in the new issue of Adirondack Life magazine. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Eddie Lawrence of Moira and Danny Thomas of Canton. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.